0: Hey guys, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome
1: to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast.
0: I'm Kara Goss, online registered dietitian and health and fitness coach. And I'm Kylie Kaiser, online health and fitness coach, and we're your hosts. This podcast is all about improving yourself physically and mentally. And y'all, neither of those things can be improved with a quick fix.
1: We are here to be real with you about your fitness and fat loss goals, your health, your mindset, and everything in between. If you're ready to open your mind to the process that self improvement requires instead of always looking for the next quick fix, then
0: this is your
1: podcast. Let's get started.
0: What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. It's your girls, Kara and Kylie here. Kylie just got back from New York City. I'm jealous. I did. I am exhausted, man. New
1: York is... It, they tell, They say it's the city that never sleeps, but it's just the city that never sits down.
0: <laughs> like, it's the freaking hustle uh, and bustle, dude. So much. I know.
1: We were able to spend time. So my... Uh, I think I mentioned it's my client, friend, employee, Madison, and I went. But we also were with my friend, Hannah, that lives there, who's also a client of mine. And we were we were talking to her about her experience living there and she was like, I will, like, cause we, we just kept joking. We're like, how out of shape are we? Like where our bodies ache from being there. For and real? she was like, she was like, this is not the experience of like, when you live here, like, cause we're doing like all the things in like yeah. a three to four day period. She right. was like, I, she's like, this is kicking my ass. And I like yeah. live here and do this every day, <laughs> like walk every day. Yeah. But like She lives on like a four or five floor walk up, like without elevators with our luggage and there's like no air conditioning. It was Oh. A lot. It was a lot. Like, we didn't stay with her the whole time, but we brought our stuff to and from there. And then we had like a three floor walk up to the BRBO Airbnb situation that we stayed in. And then just like every day, our steps were between like 20, 25, 30,000. You're not in like, you're like towards the end of the trip, our outfits got like comfier and comfier.
0: And we weren't uh, in Yeah. Shoes. yeah. Uh, but
1: we, Madison and I really outdid ourselves the first day accidentally by trying to be cute. And we paid the price with our feet for the rest of the weekend. So it's oh, just. Our bodies are sore. We're tired. Was that your first time in New York? No, I spent a week there in 2019.
0: Okay. Okay. Um,
1: I went for a Taylor Swift release week. There we
0: go. There it is. I went to New York City for the very first time the day after Christmas, like two years ago. Hot tip. Do not. Just don't. Like, it's. don't get me wrong. Like, it's freaking amazing. Like, going to see, like, the Rockefeller Center, the tree and all that stuff. Like, it was an experience, but, like, Oh my god! I mean, I can't really say it was packed because, like, it's New York City; it's always fucking packed. But like, no, it was crazy. Wrong. But
1: Madison loves going around Christmas time. Though she went around Christmas her last time. Really, uh, it still was very busy. I mean, it was New York, but it actually was significantly less busy. Still, they're still like slowly coming out of the pandemic. So
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, we're glad to have you back. I act yes. like you're here with me, even I know. though you're how many states away, but...
1: We don't communicate as much whenever we're I traveling. I know. Though.
0: I know. And now I'm going on vacation in three weeks and it's going to be like, what the I heck? Know. But you guys, so we have a little bit of a mini episode for you today. We kind of wanted to pop on here and just talk about three really big things that we see being overcomplicated in the health and fitness industry, especially within our clients as well. So this is kind of just going to be like a short and sweet little educational podcast for y'all today. But our very first thing that we see being overcomplicated so much is what foods to eat to hit your macros and recipes Mm -hmm. as well. Like, oh my God, if I had a dollar for (laughs) every single time a client said, I need new recipes, I need new ideas. I wouldn't need any more clients. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'd be, I'd be fucking Bill Gates up in here. Mm -hmm. Like, so guys understand that, you know, keep it simple. Like, KISS method. Keep it simple Keep it simple, stupid or keep it stupid yeah. simple or whatever it is. I don't want to call anyone stupid but right. it is so important. Kylie and I both preach this within our programs to keep it simple with your meals and the reality of it is, is if you are new to tracking, the easiest way that you are going to be able to hit your macros is if you use single macronutrient source foods. So if you're starting out tracking and you're trying to build these crazy recipes, these lasagna Lasagnas, these casseroles, all these different ingredients, and you're trying to mix everything in, that's going to be really hard. Let's keep it simple with a source of protein, a source of carb, a source of fat, whatever it may be that you need to hit your meals and your macros. And remember, it doesn't have to freaking make sense. Like, I have eaten some weird shit to hit my macros, but we make it taste good, right? Like, but if you need 10 extra grams of protein, Go grab a go grab like some deli meat and roll it up and eat it. You know what I mean? Like it's just, oh, people overcomplicate this so much.
1: Yeah. And a lot of the confusion on how to track accurately and what they're doing and like how to make sure that they're hitting their macros comes from people trying to figure out like the right way to log all these big recipes and like how to Mm -hmm. split up the servings and like how to portion that out. And like, guys, there are ways to do this. I don't want to tell you, especially I get some clients that like they just, they love cooking or this is helpful to them. If they have a family and they're trying to feed for multiple, like you can use that recipe feature and stuff. Like you don't need those things to hit your macros. I think there's just like this, I don't know what the word is. Freaking yeah. notion. Yeah. That what we've been see, marketed to as like healthy eating or like we're always throwing like healthy recipes, like use this, cook with this. Like you have to make everything with kale. Like, I don't know what it yeah. is. Like you have to do all this stuff. Like in order to hit your goals or like, you have to make this weird ass pizza out of like eggs and like all this random stuff, which I've done. And it's good. Um, but, <laughs> but okay. like I didn't, but I didn't do any of those things until I like had down my yeah. routine of hitting my macros first. And I think that is one of the biggest things is that you can get more explorati- ex- exploratory. exploratory? exploratory wow I cannot today guys I have an English degree I just want to remind our audience yeah she's
0: the writer of the two maybe I
1: shouldn't but you can get more experimental as you get more like experienced in doing this Mm -hmm. like you can play around with those things more because also you'll have a better understanding of portion sizes of how to kind of eyeball those things you'll have tracked enough to kind of do that but guys a lot of times you're starting out with us And you haven't tracked at all. And then you're making it so complicated trying to track all these fancy recipes or things you found on Pinterest or people are trying to track like normal recipes they've already eaten. Like if they bake stuff and they're trying to break that down and like, I know that it may not be the, what you want to do at first, but if you just take a few weeks or take a month and just, just focus on just hitting the numbers, whatever it takes, that's going to one give you the confidence to want to keep doing this because you're going to see results from it and two it's going to then give you that freedom a little bit to experiment and have some estimating and things like that but if we're constantly estimating and trying to do all this crazy stuff we're like putting a lot of variance in. like there's a lot of margin of error
0: basically Mm yeah 100 frustration
1: like mental frustration so much
0: frustration
1: when people come to us and they're like and I'm speaking from someone, we should probably podcast soon on my new food journey. We'll talk about that. Yeah, then, for sure. You know, people come to me, you know, like I, like I understand getting exhausted with tracking or thinking it's too much, but a lot of people think that like when they've done it for like a week or two. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm yeah. like, you're not, tracking's not just not for you. Like guys, I've tracked religiously for four or five years before like what I'm working on now. It didn't like feel like a task to me until like I would, until now. And yeah. that's more mental than actually it being a physical task. And so, if you're like in your first like week or month of tracking and you feel like it's too difficult or it's too hard, you're either just like not planning for it or you're overcomplicating it by what well, all the things we just talked about by trying to just make it too fancy or make it too hard.
0: Truth, truth. All right, y'all. So, number two, overcomplication number two is your workout plan. So many times people think that they need to have these crazy workout plans. They need to be, quote unquote, switching things up like every freaking month, every other week, whatever it may be. And you are overcomplicating it so much because I want you guys to know that the basics do work. Whenever Kylie and I build a workout plan and whenever... Anyone who has a really solid training knowledge, you know, behind their experience and their coaching practice builds a workout plan. Likely you're going to see a lot of the basic compound movements in there. And then we're working on more accessory movements, right? But we're not doing any crazy, like high intensity hit, jumping around and booty banded, whatnot. It's all about focusing on one what we know to work to what's going to work best for you, your body, your goals, your biomechanics, but understand that a lot of the same movements work for many, many people. And the notion behind like, quote unquote, muscle confusion. So if you don't know what muscle confusion is, it's basically this belief that I don't think that it comes around. Well, no, I definitely still hear it these days, but I think it was more so like early, like maybe like in like the 2010 range-ish where like these, you know, people were coming out saying like, oh, you have to confuse the muscles. If you want them to grow, you have to confuse them. This is actually the exact opposite of what we want to do to our muscles. Because if we're switching up our workout, every single week, or even too often, we're not allowing that stimulus to be placed on our muscles to allow them to grow and to allow our bodies to change. We have to work at the same type of exercise over and over and over again and get stronger with it, get more reps, the similar weight, get more weight, whatever it may be, improve form to make sure that we are growing and that we are changing our body. So the notion of confusing your muscles of, of switching up your workouts like guys it doesn't have to be that complicated like there are some people out there who i feel like are like yeah i go and again i want to differentiate between the fact that if you're just going to the gym to just do your thing to to work out and move your body because you like it and that's enjoyable to you, that is one thing and that's totally okay. But if you have a specific physique goal, you have to understand that like if you're going to Orange Theory three times a week, if you're doing these different hit and group fitness workouts three times a week over here, like your progress is going to lack because you don't have any structure, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think that you crush that. It's just, there's so much like, I think too, there's like, I saw someone talk about this today, just looking at so much of what's on things like Pinterest or Instagram swipe and stuff like that. And always just seeing this like variety and these fancy fun movements and all of this stuff. And then feeling like you're doing something wrong. If you're just like, my coach just has me doing these boring exercises or like what, again, it comes into the thing. I know we addressed before, like wanting your workouts to change every couple of weeks and yep. all of that all these different things and you're just like, oh, well, how can I keep making progress by just squatting every single week? But like, that's exactly how it is. If you think about anything, we talk about practice, make perfect and repetition and all of that. You know, if there's a skill and we want to improve that skill, we have to keep doing it. Right. So, um, I think that it's kind of just needing to tune out the noise as someone wise just told us today, um, shout out Rico, Rico, (laughs) who we are very excited to be working with on the podcast. So more coming on that soon. You know, he was talking to us about that and just even in the coaching sphere or in the creation sphere. And it works in fitness too. I know Kara talked and I talked about this on the the Stop Trying episode last week. What you're scrolling through and seeing people doing all these crazy things is not always what their actual workout entails. um, Mm -hmm. It's definitely not the entirety of it. So just trying to focus on like, you know, if you are working with a coach, their plan is the plan for a reason and it's basic for a reason. You don't need to overcomplicate it. People asking a lot of questions about like, If I'm, you know, do I should I add an extra set here? If I don't feel this burn enough, do I need to do more here? Like, if I hit this weight, like, what do I do? And it's just kind of like ask these questions, but in the moment, just kind of like use your intuition and like also understand that, like, we've talked about more isn't better. Like, it's usually on your plan. And if you truly felt like you didn't push enough, ask yourself if that's because you're like not feeling like there was a good enough contraction or you didn't feel that stimulus, or is it because you're just not feeling that quote, like burn that we talked about with our Mm -hmm. guests, Kenny and Sarah?
0: Yeah. For sure. For sure. So moving on to our last overcomplication, number three is your meal timing. And I definitely want... I think Kylie and I both want to put a disclaimer out there that meal timing is very important in specific aspects of your overall routine. But understand that we should not be absolutely freaking stressed about, should I eat like Three small or three big meals a day, or six small meals a day, or should I not eat past eight? Or, you know, what's the best thing to work to eat pre workout, or whatever it may be, when you're not even hitting your overall daily goals yet, whenever you're not even hitting your calorie and macro goals or protein goals, or whatever it may be. These are things that are kind of like finer details that both Kylie and I really dive deep into with our clients once we feel that they have mastered the basics you know? And I think that that's something that a lot of people get carried away with is they often put the cart before the horse and they really just get so freaking caught up in these tiny details of like, what is the very best thing that I should be eating at this time of day or like at night before bed or whatever it may be. And again, don't get me wrong, in certain situations, dealing with like certain, you know, GI issues or hormonal issues or performance-based issues, whatever it may be, meal timing can definitely be important. And that's why you hire a coach like myself or Kylie to help you understand how to handle those types of situations. But in terms of, you know, if you're somebody who's really just still even struggling to hit your overall calorie and protein goals or macro goals or whatever, maybe you do not need to be stressed about like, when you're eating throughout the day. Right. I agree.
1: And it's kind of like what you just said, like this is important, but it's important after you've gotten to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to my clients about meal timing, it doesn't have to do with like the right time to like, fire up your metabolism or the most yeah. optimal is fat loss or because of nighttime it's things like hey if we're hungrier in this window of the day we should focus more of our fat intake here mm-hmm. it's things like hey we want to spread our protein out evenly so that way one it might help your digestion a little bit more two you're going to have less hard time hitting it um you know let's have protein with every meal because that's going to again help you hit that goal and it also helps you know with digestion as well and with like just metabolizing the other nutrients, like things like that. Or like whenever we're placing carb timing somewhere specific for our clients who struggle with insulin resistance or sensitivity, like, you know, things like that are specific. But if we're talking general health or especially just like with beginners, like if you're not hitting your macros yet, then we need to just like, Tackle that first, kind of like what we were saying with the first point of like figuring out what to hit to eat them, and wanting to just focus on just hitting them first before you worry about how fancy it is. The same thing here. Like, let's get down the generalized goal, and then we can move into let's be more specific of are we having issues with hunger in certain times of the day, or are you feeling fatigued, or not recovering from your workouts? That's often one of the first places that I realize my clients like may need some pre and post help. Is they're getting tired during, or they're getting like headed during, or they're not recovering well, and things like that. We want to kind of dive into deeper.
0: Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. Guys, I hope that these were helpful for you. We just kind of wanted to give you some nuggets to just stop overthinking, right? We all do it. We're all constantly overthinking. But the reality of it is, is that, you know, just like we said on our podcast last week, overthinking can just lead you to simply quote unquote, trying and never actually doing the things that you need to do and taking action. So just focus on the basics, focus on the big rocks that you need to focus on. And then you can get down to the more complex stuff. So thank you guys so much for tuning in for this little mini episode here. Please let us know if you enjoyed this. We definitely are going to be throwing some more mini episodes in throughout our mix and just kind of giving you some more short and sweet tips for you guys to just be able to easily digest and like use them throughout your day. So we appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. Please, as always, leave us a five-star rating and review. Um, And please share this episode if you know that there is somebody out there who needs to hear it. And yeah, we will talk to you all soon.
1: We'll see you guys soon. Make sure uh, you are also following us at the Not Your Quick Fix podcast account on Instagram so you can catch all of our updates. We have been sharing some information about doing some more giveaways and we just gave away some Amazon money recently. So make sure you're staying up to date there with how you can win things and just where to find our latest episodes, especially as we do move into doing some more with the podcast, giving you some more episodes in the future. We don't want you to miss any of it.
0: See ya.